Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford, and today joining me, I have all of my new lovely co-hosts that are going to be with me for Angel Season 2 on top of all of the other co-hosts. I guess I'll just introduce everyone. We're here to talk about Angel in general. We're doing an Angel Episode 0 to kick off our Angel Season 2 coverage. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everyone. First up, they are the president of Geeks Out and one of the only people who recorded with me with Slayer Vest 98 when it was in my kitchen in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Nick G. <laughs> Nick, I feel like, I think yes, no, definitely. We've known each other the longest of everyone in this room, quote unquote. It's room. because we've agreed that we are immortals. <laughs> we bonded over being the same angsty pop punk teens. From when People we were constantly teens. mistake for being 16 years old. <laughs> Um, and next up, I have a uh, creator of the YouTube channel, Nick Says Boo. I am also Nick. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pre-plan this. Um, sometimes, you know, we just have the same names, but Nick is going to be, you will be Nick and Nick G will be Nick G to like kind of make it less confusing. And next up, we have reality star, uh, former Big Brother contestant and my father. <laughs> Hi, I'm Angela Rockstar. I'm so Hi. happy to be here and, you know, just overjoyed. <laughs> Angela, this feels like it was a long time coming, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I am so, so excited to be talking these amazing pop culture, you know, <laughs> shows. Like, I'm so pumped. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I think the last, God, I don't even remember, whatever live stream you did with me, and you said, like, keep me in mind for Angel. Literally, me and editor Ashley were texting, like, I should totally ask Angela next season, right? And we were like, yeah, 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 we should definitely, you should definitely bring Angela on. Yes! <laughs> I, I'm pumped. I loved Angel. Like, I did. I still watch it sometimes. I mean, like... <laughs> Angela, you, you and I also are kind of, like, a lot alike, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and we, you know, maybe even tuned in just for, for Spike eventually, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of a long time coming, he is the host of Power of X. X-Men and one of my podcast husbands. Dayspring. Oh my Hi. God, I'm so excited to be here. I'm obsessed <laughs> with you so much. But also I'm obsessed with Angela right now. So <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. And finally, my other podcast husband, who is everyone's favorite cosplayer and Canadian. Woo, that's me, Michael Ham. That's the full legal name. Yep. <laughs> Don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah, uh, Dayspring did not know Hammy was here because his display name says Michael. <laughs> I was looking for Hammy. I just assumed he was going to come in, like, eventually. <laughs> oh my god. Who is this Michael? <laughs> um, I'm so happy to have you all here. Uh, we're just going to discuss Angel in general, but first I want, I'm going to call on each of you to give your Buffy origin and then tell us how you got into Angel. And first up, I'll call on you, Angela. All right. So I watched Buffy live and uh, when when it was on the air and I absolutely loved it. I thought I loved the tongue in cheek humor. I appreciated that it would delve into the darkness. I felt like it didn't I felt like it had a pretty good grasp on on magical occultism as well. And then when Angel started, 
I definitely just followed myself on over there and, <laughs> and continued to watch both. And when there was a little bit of a crossover, oh, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you did watch Angel from the beginning, like when it started? I did. I did. Oh, nice. Not many I people ha- actually have been able to say that. I am not one of them either. <laughs> I, I did. I, I was like, oh. Okay. And it wasn't because Angel was my favorite character. I I don't even really know. I was just like, I really like Buffy. Let's see what else is going on. (laughs) You know know what? It's funny because uh, Zach and Dana, who co-hosted Buffy, came on to co-host Angel, but they never fully watched it. And like, for me, it was just like, oh, well, you watch it. Like, I watched it not because I loved because they both were like, well, I didn't love Angel. And I'm like, oh, neither did I. It's just like, watched it because it's like, oh, that's that universe. I want to see more of it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And I mean, Angel was not was not my favorite, but I knew that there was going to be there was going to be backstory. There was going to be more more of that world. So, yeah, I was in Dayspring. Do you want to give us your Buffy and Angel origin? Yeah. So I watched them live as they were coming out (laughs) and I was obsessed with Buffy. I, you know, like every other gay teen, like Buffy just spoke to me. I, I leaned into the metaphor. And then I was so excited when Angel started. I, I I watched the first episode, City of Obsessed. And then I remember getting so excited when they did the harsh light of day crossover event. And the promos, promos were running. And I was just so captivated. Um as time went on with Angel, I listen, I know I'm on Slayer Fest. I'm sorry to say this. I like Angel better than Buffy as a series. I forgot you had that opinion. Oh, wow. I, listen, I'm not saying that Buffy isn't great. I, there's so much about Buffy that is so ripe and beautiful, and I love it for very different reasons. But Angel, I like more gritty, on-the-ground on the stories about fighting the good fight, which I think is what Angel's all about. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Hammy, do you have a rebuttal to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hammy, come. <laughs> listen, <Michael>. listen. <laughs> hey, you will not be surprised to find out that I completely disagree with Dayspring and everything <laughs> he just said. Uh, Buffy is by far the superior series. And I think, for me anyway, I'm excited to do Angel because uh, it's. I didn't really love it the first time I watched through it. Mm. But I'm excited to watch it with people who enjoy it to kind of, you know, yeah. Suck off. Oh, nope. Phrasing. <laughs> nope. Phrasing. <laughs> Where are we going with that? To, uh, to siphon off some of your excitement <clears throat> for this show and use it for myself. Uh, while uh, we're here, do you want to give us your Buffy and Angel origin? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I talked about this, I think, recently, but I started watching Buffy live as it was coming to Canada, which I think was a little later than the States. And uh, I was really into it, really excited by it. And then everyone in my school started making fun of me for watching it. So I very quickly stopped watching it. And then I didn't watch Buffy again until it came out on DVD, like the full set of it, and then binged it with my mom. And then Angel was a tough, a tough watch for me because I just grew up loving Buffy so much. And every episode of Angel that I watched, I just kept hoping Buffy would be in that one too. And it never really happened. So I just kind of stopped watching and then did my first full watch through a year ago, I think. 
Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a noob. <laughs> Late yes, bloomer. Because, Hammy, you mess- that's when you messaged me on Instagram, and that's that's when we fell in love, right? That was it, when I begged to be on your podcast. That's when we <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> You're into that kind of thing. I know you. <laughs> well, we- <laughs> uh anyway uh uh, nick g i know i've probably heard this we've been friends for so long Mm -hmm. that i should be able to recite your buffy origin but uh do you want to tell everyone uh sure so um i did not watch buffy um as live um on account of being super christian in high school (laughs) uh you know and demons being generally disapproved of including, <laughs> um, you know when they're just rubber costumes um and then yeah i am um, i just found a buffy box set after hearing about it for years at like a discount in like a discount bin i was like great i'll buy all seven um sped through that and then on college breaks i when i finally had access to cable tv um i would catch episodes of angel here and there Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the first time that I sat down to watch Angel in my house, my stepdad walks in and goes, hey, this is the one where a beloved character dies, right? <laughs> and it was on episode two. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I, I was committed. Uh, I, it, it, like Buffy, it had my heart from the beginning. And you know, to Angela, uh, Angela and Hammy, I will say, you guys are promoting the crossovers uh, or lack thereof. But being the baby librarian, I actually am a librarian, um, that I was even before I went to library school, I cataloged every episode that has a crossover between ah, the incredible. and put it in chronological order. Um, <laughs> so there's a spreadsheet waiting in your future. <laughs> that is the best. It, that is the best news. It was one of the first shows that really did that world building across mm-hmm. two different shows and then networks at the yes. time, and especially that first episode of Angel and Buffy, like yeah. Buffy gets a call, doesn't know what it is on her freshman year of college. And then we pick it up in Angel and it's a thread that you had to pay attention to if you're, if you're watching both shows. Yeah. I, I really feel like that's what spoiled me for storytelling, like moving forward with shows. Like I always want that kind of like, you know, oh, we can have a different show. That's the same universe, but like, you know, still the rules still apply. The characters like can still come in and out. I mean, I feel like I, I mean, I know most of us here are big fucking nerds too. Like that felt very comic book to me. And I think that's what drew me to it as well. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) Nick, Nick did send me the spreadsheet in question and it is fucking fantastic. (laughs) As you just said, we're all big fucking nerds. So, (laughs) um, how do I get the spreadsheet? Please, Nick. (laughs) My new BFF. <laughs> uh, I'll send it view only because it's a very <laughs> precious spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick says, "Boo, my love, would you like to give us your Buffy and Angel origin?" Sure. Um, so I started watching it with the very first episode for both series. Um, I was very, very young because I was like, I don't know, like six or seven or something when it came out, and I watched Boo, every single I'm episode. I like the the impact that both of these shows has had on me is insane. And it was I was so obsessed with these shows growing up that that was how I got punished by my parents were like, if I did something wrong, they would forbid me from watching Buffy and Angel that week. (laughs) 
That was the punishment. <laughs> and I will never forget totally random side story with, with Buffy. But like, I remember um, with season five with the gift, I did something and I got grounded and they were like, yeah, you can't watch. Cause I thought it was, everybody thought it was the finale. And I'm like, this is the worst punishment that you could inflict <laughs> upon somebody. And I remember I came home from school the next day after it aired and my parents were sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, you know what? We secretly recorded it and we watched it before you got home we're lifting your punishment. You're able to watch it. And I was like, this is suspicious. Why are they <laughs> like, what's happening in this episode that they're allowing me to see it? Then this is the punishment. And then I watched it and I was heartbroken. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been obsessed with it since day one. It is just been, had such a huge impact on me, the way that I talk. And it's yeah. kind of just my, my form of escapism, whatever I'm feeling sad or down, I always put on an episode of either of the shows. So you know, covered in tattoos with Buffy. It's it's yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Also, I want to tell everyone that I think Nick, you know Angel better than probably anyone else that will be on this podcast. Well, um, I mean, excuse me, maybe. I will challenge that. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I watched it last year. Thank you very much. <laughs> tell everyone about your tattoo. <laughs> My tattoo? Yes, you have an angel tattoo specifically. Oh yeah, angel. yeah. So I. Yeah, I have the I have the Angel Investigations tattoo on my my wrist. The crab or whatever they call it. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> we need to start a group chat with all of us because I want the spreadsheet and I want to see your tattoo. <laughs> Deal. I want to get another one though because I have a few Buffy ones, but I want to get another Angel one. Wait, what other Angel one would you get? Yeah, so we're all getting it together. What is it? Tell me. <laughs> oh, gosh. I You know what? I kind of just want like a super simplistic line art version of like Illyria's outline. Just wow. her form. Ugh, because Illyria, oh my God, she turns yeah, it every time. That's slow clap. That's amazing. Uh, one of our one of um, our guests, who's like a regular, Jamie Girac, she has Dark Willow on one calf and Illyria on the other. Oh, <laughs> that's God. amazing. And they're both like really like intense, well done art that like looked like the actors, like really wow. good. <laughs> I love that. But uh, yeah, I love that you and. And Nick, you also have all the, you know, the angel episodes in order, right? Like you could like list them. I mean, it's been a while, but yeah, like one of the things that I used to do at one of my jobs when I was really, really bored is I made it, um, I would just sit there and I would like make a, you know, number one through 22 for each season. And I would try to learn all of the episode names in order. And eventually I was able to do it for both of the series. Now it's been a while, but for the most part, like the second that you say the name of an episode, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I, yeah, for the most part, I can name them in order. I I like genuinely don't know Angel that well. Like I I I there was a time I could do that with Buffy. I don't know that I could, but I still am pretty good at like if you show me a picture of a screenshot of Buffy and it's just like her outfit, I can probably place it. That's like my like most intense Buffy thing, I think. Or her hair. <laughs> we can't forget about her yeah. hair. <laughs> oh yeah, God. every season, like Buffy's hair is really distinct, much like Angel too, like with Cordelia especially. Oh my God! Mm -hmm. I, you know, I forgot this season how many different hairstyles she has. Oh, yes. The the it all I, goes downhill this season. It does. It does. You know, she. I mean, she looks good in everything, but like, oh boy, that like Kate Gosselin cut is like roof. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I lived through the early aughts. I had a Kate Goslin cut, but I, I just, you know, don't judge everybody by their ability to rock an asymmetrical bang. Listen, you, I support you. You, 
you saw my hair prior to me growing it out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, I'm going to go through like some like basic Buffy Angel questions. Um, Angela, what are some of your favorite Buffy and Angel episodes? Uh, well, I am not great at the names, but I can <laughs> describe to you exactly what happens in my favorite episodes. <laughs> uh, my favorite Buffy episode is uh, Once More with Feeling. That's probably, you know, like, that's amazing. And then, uh, oh my gosh, should I look it up? The one where uh, it's it's towards the end of the series and I can't think of the name, but... Conversations uh, with people? Is that the one where Spike is doing poetry at the beginning? Oh, no. And then, and then it like throws back to... Oh, Lies My Parents Told Me. Yes, yeah. that's my other favorite. <laughs> and um, my favorite Angel episodes do come later when the show kind of like really gets into what it is and they really start developing all the like the monster people have personalities and you just yeah. really get a lot of insight into the into the world and then of course when spike comes back i don't want to no spoilers or anything but we do. Uh, it's okay we do spoilers angela i think you and i have talked about this before because i know people feel very like season five is very polarizing but i fucking love it like yeah i think <laughs> him and spike like you know i I go through this all the time when people are like arguing about like which one's worse, which one's better, Angel or Spike for Buffy. And I'm like, I like them together. Like <laughs> Buffy, Buffy deserves like financial independence, but like Spike and Angel, let them date and fuck. Like, I mean, I would watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> I mean, right. And like, it's funny. I, I have a friend, Bradley, Bradley Stern. Hi, Bradley. Um, he's been going through Buffy and Angel for the first time and texting me and he just finished. He's halfway through four, which is rough, but he didn't like three. And I was like, oh, three is one of my favorites. I love it. And I, you know, I know I've talked about this before, but I really feel like Spike did the most like Angel. He was cursed with a soul, but like Spike went after that torture just for love. And that's <laughs> why he is the toxic man for me. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, I love that you added the toxic, but everyone will be so happy to have a like very uh, avid Spike fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Dayspring, what are some of your favorite episodes? Uh, so my favorite episodes come from season four of Buffy. I really like four. Three, four, and five for me is like a soft, like a, really good spot for Buffy. I just really enjoyed those seasons, but I love the freshmen because mm. I feel, you know, we, we do get Buffy, you know, kind of flipped on her world flipped upside down and it's right before everything that happens with Joyce and her dying the second time. So I thought it was a really happy, optimistic season for her. Yeah. Um, and then for Angel, I have two episodes that I could rewatch over and over again. The first one is in the season. It's called Reunion, where ah, yes. you mm -hmm. know, Darla and Drusilla come in. So good. And yes. then yeah. and then season five, Orpheus. Or no, season four, excuse me, Orpheus, with oh. when Willow comes in and it's Willow, Faith, and Cordelia, and it's Willow versus Cordy. I love it so much. I, I will say four is I don't love, but I do love that like run of faith episodes are I think some of the best like of the series. I, well, yeah, I mean, like when she comes in for those three episodes, I remember when that promo happened. And this is the days before spoilers really hit the internet. We did not know Eliza was going to come back. Yeah. And I saw those promos and I went insane. Yes. But um, 
I love season four of Angel. I oh. season four and five of Angel, I think, are some of the finest television out there, and I will mm-hmm. defend them <laughs> on my deathbed. Well, you will be happy to know uh, one of our other co-hosts, Summer Bischel, has stated four as one of her favorites because she said that's when she like really got into it. So like she loves that season. <laughs> well, there's a real, there's a lot of world building that pays off in season four, and like listen, obviously everything that happened with Prisma and her availability. Right. You know, especially with what was going on behind the scenes, it's extremely upsetting. And I know the story kind of switched around a bit, but I think, you know, you have the the beast, I'm forgetting his name, and it's just a really powerful season. I think it ends on a really strong note and it sets up the Buffy finale. So I love it. I, I, I do think it does end on a strong, I think it's like a weird soft reboot that works, right? Like they're setting you up for that and it works. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I was um, showing my daughters uh, Buffy episode one and I was like, holy shit, Darla is in this entire everything for the yeah. whole <laughs> thing. Like she is, we didn't even know. That's like, like she's in it, in she's, it, in it. She's in the over. first scene. Yeah. Like yeah, literally the, first, the scene. first scene. And then she goes, like she's, she ends up in angel. Like that's a. Man, I right? wonder if she knew that role was going to be such a role. I always <laughs> wonder. I always wonder, like, if they were like, "Oh, wait, that actor's really good. Let's bring her back," or if like they kind of just like were like, "Oh, yeah, if we like do more of Angel, that'll be a character." Because like they do set it up as like you know, in the episode Angel, we learn that they were you know lovers and blah blah blah. So like they have the story there. So I always wonder, like, if it was that she because like. Julie Benz is a really good actor. Um, and she's so good as Darla, too. Yeah, kills it. I love her. And you know, the thing about that opening scene, Angela, that I love so much with, with Darla, yeah. is that it really flipped the narrative. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to imagine, like, the mid-90s that, like, you just didn't see a girl in the schoolgirl outfit turn out to be the vampire and murder the guy. It was, yeah. it just, it was such a revolution. I remember my mom and dad being shocked. <laughs> that Darla was a vampire, you know, but it was defined stereotypes and it, it really sets up how to view the show yeah, and, and that entire universe. Yeah, I feel like Darla's character almost makes a better case for the whole role reversal that defines Buffy, right? Buffy is mm-hmm. the archetype of what happens when a pretty girl, pretty blonde walks down a dark alley. What happens next? Yeah. Darla is that, but like times a million because <laughs> here's like a throwaway character in the like opening credits that, and generally you don't see those characters again. Right. And she gets like 600 years of backstory, you guys. <laughs> don't forget syphilis. Nick G, would you like to give us some of, wait, I already asked. No, I didn't ask you. Would you like to give us some, we got a full house here. Would you like to give us some of your favorite Buffy and Angel episodes? Um, so the thing to know about me and Ian, you know this because we go way back uh, with deep emo roots. I'm the like sad kid. Um, <laughs> So my favorite Buffy episodes are the like, you know, the, the weepy ones. Um, I, well, okay. Sorry. My real first favorite is Doppelgangland, um, <laughs> where <laughs> Willow says, and I think I'm kind of gay. And I watched this series just the moment that I was coming to the same conclusion. Um, it was a real like galaxy brain moment for me. Um, uh, but apart from that one, I really like, 
God. Okay. So Fool for Love, that's got a lot of pathos, you guys. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, I'm also a problematic Spike Stan, Angela. So, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> selfless with Anya. Like, just hurt people, hurt people, you guys. Let's <laughs> to demons. Um, and then, you know, on the angel side, I mean, pretty much all of season five, which is just a uh, like death drive right into just, you know, stake <laughs> to the heart, man. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. The one where Illyria makes her first appearance. <gasps> oh, God, oh, my it's, God. It's so painful. A hole in the <laughs> world. It's so funny. That would have been one of mine to say if it weren't for Orpheus, but hole in the world. God, I remember watching that. It was gut-wrenching when Fred died. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. For the uh, record, that wasn't even the character that my stepdad spoiled. So thank God I at least got that moment. <laughs> I really I really assumed that's what I assumed. I was like, oh, it's probably Fred. But oh, okay. Well, related, <laughs> but not that one. <laughs> um, uh, Nick, would you like to give us your favorites? Yeah, so I also kind of like the sad episodes. Um, well, Nick, so, you're also a former emo teen. As that is true. Yes. Yes. Are you the same person? He still <laughs> lives within me, don't worry. Um, so for Buffy, like the gift, the body, I am obsessed with I Only Have Eyes for You. Like I love like just sad sack romantic episodes. Oh. I should have had you on for that episode. Hammy hated that episode. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, bad choice. Bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Restless season five as a whole. Season five is just, in my opinion, one of the best seasons of television ever. Agreed. Yeah. With Angel, I would say, I have like a list right now. Um, (laughs) I will remember you. Are you now or have you ever been Billy? I do. Waiting in the wings. Oh my God. Waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings is my favorite episode. Yes. I have never wanted to go to the ballet until I saw that episode. And now it's my dream. I want to get dressed up and I want to go. Oh my God, yes. It makes the ballet feel sexy, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, I mean, then obviously like a hole in the world. Like it, there's just like times where, where I just need a good cry. And I'm like, oh my God, let me go watch Fred die. You know, the one that I, the angel episode that I go to when I need a good cry. And like, I feel, this feels like a problematic fave just because we know of behind the scenes, but she kills it. Not pun intended, but you're welcome. Like, oh, yeah. I sob at that ending. And I think Charisma Carpenter just like, I think with most, like David Boreanaz is fine. It's wild that he has been the most consistent working actor for many of these shows, but he's fine, right? But I think like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Charisma Carpenter are able to like, almost like lift up his acting, I think, because they are both so fucking good. And that episode in, in particular, it's just a culmination of yes. her growth. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like an, it's the exclamation point to Cordy's growth throughout Buffy and Angel. And it's like, yeah, it's just so well earned. And I think uh, that's a thing, like what we were talking about earlier with this universe is like the character growth and like across two shows, we can have something like that that's so well earned of her, this being like her final form and like us appreciating it so much because she had been a character in two different shows and had grown in both i've had some people say they don't think she grew on buffy but i do i think because by season three she's part of the group right yeah and she has a whole like i think xander broke her in a good way (laughs) yes (laughs) yes but that's what's her turning point for me right because you didn't you don't love her in the early seasons right no when you when you realize she can be hurt and Mm. and that 
Xander arguably like the doofiest one is the one who hurts her. I was like, oh, okay. She's just like a crunchy shell, but like soft on the inside. <laughs> and we love um, Hemi. What are some of your favorite episodes? Yes. I think, well, conversations with good people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I too have watched the show and know all the names of all of the episodes. For Buffy, I like, I have my favorite favorite, which is conversations with dead people. Uh, which I feel like I've explained on this show 44 times, but it's just, <laughs> it has everything I want in an episode. It feels like three different episodes. Every part of it, like, makes me feel different emotions. I think it's just perfectly written. Yeah. Uh, and then my, like, favorite, but, like, we'll call it, like, a, I don't know, a guilty one is probably once more with feeling. Why is that a guilty one? That's it's- like everyone loves that. Why no? It, it, I guess it feels like a cheap one. Like it, everyone likes that one. It should be everyone's favorite. You know that's fair. Someone just earlier today on Instagram, someone asked me. They're like on Slayer Fest. They're like, "What's your what is your favorite Buffy episode?" And I was like, "This sounds so basic to say, but it's hush. I do love that episode." <laughs> right. It's it's the type of thing where when someone asks you what your favorite episode is, they should go, "What's your favorite episode other than Once More with Feeling right. or Hush?" Right. <laughs> and so. It, uh, yeah, I think Once More with Feelings is my favorite episode from that. And it's similar with Angel because, to no surprise, I like Sanctuary in season one when Buffy shows up. <laughs> but it's like, I also love Faith. So, like, seeing that side of Faith be yeah. like this vulnerable character is really, really cool. And, and seeing Buffy just in a different show, even though it's not a different show, but just in this different environment with this different energy was really cool for me. And then the puppet episode is my like guilty pleasure um you're a bloody puppet (laughs) that's yeah that's my guilty pleasure episode for that Uh, but i'm i'm genuinely hoping to like get new favorite episodes through this process um because i just don't feel like i have a good enough answer right now i will say i did not like season one it's still not a favorite but going through for the podcast i definitely appreciated it more because i do think like you get sprinkles of like Angel and Cordelia's budding relationship. And I like that it's not romantic in that first season, but it is a closeness. They're like building a bond and like they have their like very cute, quiet moments together where like she's telling Angel that she's like looking for dates or like he's like litigating whatever like bullshit demon shit he's going through. And she's telling him like, snap out of it. You're fine. Like you're hot. It's whatever. And I, I liked seeing that. I liked seeing those character moments, and I appreciated Doyle more this watch. But Hammy, it's funny you mentioned Smile Time because I will say Smile Time is the Angel episode I have had, and like you know, we're pretty far from that at this point. That's an episode I've had so many people be like, "Oh, when you get to that episode, can I come on for that episode?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a fun episode to talk about. I, I mean, it is. It's it's so cute, and I love the like when he attacks Spike and like, it's yeah. yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Angela, you were just at a friend's house and you sent me a picture. They had the oh, puppet, I right? did. He has the smile time puppet in the box. And <laughs> oh I was like, God. Oh my God, can I please take a picture of that? I have to send it to my friend. <laughs> I, thought, cry. I thought Angela was at a shop, but she was at a friend's house. <laughs> I have other nerd friends. <laughs> <laughs> you're cheating on me is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we, I'm curious. What do we think of Cordelia and Wesley's arc? Because I do think they have, especially on this show, I think they have the best arcs. But I know some people, I've talked to some people that feel that like their arcs are a little forced. 
I feel that more with Cordelia. Uh, Cordelia. Yeah. Because I, I mean, and for all of the reasons that we now know what was going on behind the scenes, right. mm-hmm. like, oh, she's gone. Uh, she's a god. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> it feels a little like half-assed toward the end, but yeah. Um, I mean, maybe just like uh, Wesley's arc from just being the twitchy little, you know, junior librarian in uh, Buffy to. <laughs> Um, he can't speak because his throat was literally slashed, but he's still coming for you. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I, I I fall harder on the like Wesley just hit all the spots that I wanted him to. It's funny because watching season one, they really didn't know what to do with him at first. Like mm-hmm. that he's they make him so stupid in season one of Angel and he like falls a lot. There's an episode. The joke in our uh, Patreon Discord server is. Ian will bring up the episode she at least once a recording because I hate it so much. (laughs) Like I really fucking hate it. And revisiting it for the podcast, this has never happened, but I hated it even more when I revisited it. Um, But Wesley falls in a like slipping on a banana peel way like three different times in that episode. (laughs) It's like say that this is the thing. This is the critique that I have of Angel as a series. It really, it leaned so heavily into this is the grown up version of Buffy for serious adults that they really struggle with the silly elements. And like Smile Time, by the time they get to that, you're like, oh, okay, they kind of figured it out. But even around that time, like the, all of the time before they bring Harmony back into Angel, (laughs) they're like trying to find the funny. Yes. And they just can't find the funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Day spring, speak on that. <laughs> Nick, I was going to agree with you. And I think that's probably why I gravitated towards angels so much because it was about that kind of like day to day struggling to survive, trying to see the good in people perspective. And, and unfortunately that doesn't always lend itself to, to humorous things, but that disharmony episode uh, in oh season God, yes. five, though, was brilliant the way they did it. And I think it's one of the few instances to to sort of piggyback up what you're saying, that they actually did nail humor. But yeah, they definitely struggle with humor in the series. Yeah, I think it really depends on especially like which character they're giving the funny parts to. Because like Lorne can usually pull off a good joke um, or even in, like season one of Cordelia. Like I always flash back to um, I believe the episode is Eternity with the actress that wants to get turned into the vampire. Yeah, and I always yeah. <laughs> I just always think of the scene where like angels in the office and he's talking to her and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't take you on as a client. And then Cordelia pops in the background. And she's like, are you insane? Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> like they, when they, they pick the right moments, then I feel like they can sell it. But there's definitely moments like with she, with Wesley falling all the time that where they didn't really know what to do with him, that it just doesn't, the joke doesn't land. Yeah. I, I'll even say, like, I think starting with season two, bringing Lorne in really helps. Like, I think he's a character. It's it's wild that he's not in the credits till season five, I think, maybe four. Um, but he's such a good presence on the show. And I think that it does good world building because it, like, it makes sense that the demons would have a fucking bar to hang out at. But also they let Lorne be, like, a little silly and, like, lighthearted, even though he's running a demon bar and is this, like, green demon with horns. And I think that works really well for the show to bring in a little silly and like the fact that you have to sing karaoke. Um, that was so 
so good. <laughs> so smart, like for him to be able to read your emotion. Like, I love that. I think that's brilliant. And then it like that that moment in is it it is in a hole in the world, or is it the episode before that when Fred is singing and he like gasps and turns around because he can read her and knows she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hole in the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just so heartbreaking when that happens because you finally have Wesley <clears throat> and and Fred together. And the second she sings and he turns around in the face yeah. that he gives. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. Um, and yeah, and Spring, it's funny that you mention Harmony because I really, I love her in season five. And I think it's so like, I love that she has two separate angel episodes just dedicated to her. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and we get her back this season, right? This is the season yeah, yeah, she, this, she yeah. pops in. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And she was, she and Cordelia together, Charisma and Mercedes, like they just have such great chemistry. Yes. It was so fun to see them together. And and speaking of funny moments, when she looks at Cordelia and she's like, Oh, I love what you've done to your dot 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 hair. <laughs> and then and then Charisma's like, Yeah, I just kind of wanted something new. She goes, Well, I think it looks great off your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it works on so many levels because she's being shady about the hair, but she's also focused on yeah. Sucking Cordelia's <laughs> you, you know, blood. It's brilliant. Well, and we also get like, the, which I did have, I had someone on Instagram be like, oh, I actually think that's like really homophobic, but I think it's, I don't know, it works for me, because she, especially because she's talking to Willow when she calls Willow and she's like, oh, she's a vampire? I thought she was a lesbian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she says lesbo, though, in fairness. Okay, that in fairness to, I think even then, like, because I kind of like, I mean, narratives are so different today than they were back in yes. the early aughts. So, but I, I remember specifically they when when Cordelia says, I thought she was a great big lesbo. And I remember cringing at that, being like, oh, that wasn't like the best. The reason I like it is because years. then later she gets embarrassed because Willow, does, and like, I guess because I still probably weren't allowed to like fully say it. But like then we get Cordelia's point of view, and she's like, "Oh, you are? Oh, okay." Like, <laughs> and, and then it comes to Willow. She's here, like, "Thanks for the affirmation." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> per the rules of doppelgangland, there's no difference. <laughs> yes, right. Like, <laughs> um, Nick, what do you think of Nick G? What do you think of Harmony? I'm curious. Um, she is another one of my favorite sort of like throwaway characters that actually, and like, um, in season Buffy season eight and nine comics, she also Mm -hmm. gets like a lot of really cool spotlights. Yeah. I just love her because, you know, it's, she brings joy, right? You can't be thinking about the rules of the universe and then, you know, the burden of being the savior without a little bit of, um, goofiness she's also a great foil for uh spike yes um, yeah. so you know we have we have harmony and spike i don't ship harmony and spike as right, much right. As I ship spike and every other problematic person um, <laughs> including Angel, they definitely and i think they even reference it but yeah. that's a story for another time i love harm she's great <laughs> there's there's a beat in season five when like Spike's yelling at Angel because it's like, oh, Wesley's upset because he thinks he killed his father. Try having to stake your mom when she comes on to you. And <laughs> Harmony stares at him and goes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I just love that. Um, what Do we, do we like Lauren? Because I do love Lauren. And I've had a lot of people say that they're excited to hear us talk about Lauren. But when I watched, I don't think I appreciated him as much as I do now. Like as an adult, I appreciate this like flamboyant, like bar owner singer guy who's a demon 
but uh, like watching it, I don't think I appreciated him as much. But I do love him. Now. I'm obsessed. I with certainly Lauren. loved yeah, him. Andy Hallett was amazing. I wanted to grow up and be Lauren <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was watching that it live. When I was, you know, how old were we? Like, I guess high school. Yeah, high yeah. School, college. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I want to be a green demon that uh, has a bar and can read people's feelings. So this is me. Angela, you know, that's not like too far of a leap, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the green demon. <laughs> but I feel like you're very like, you're like, you can, I feel like you're good at reading people. I am. I'm, I'm empathetic and yeah. I do love nightclubs. So <laughs> it's not <laughs> far off. And you owning like, Instead of a demon bar, make it a gay bar, and that would track for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, I heard you were about to chime in. What do you think of Lauren? He's one of my favorite characters, and I think, um, you know, like a lot of people say that Angel, I mean, it, it is, it's it's the darker version of Buffy, and mm-hmm. it, it can get kind of depressing sometimes, and I always appreciated that we had a character like Lauren who was just sort of the happy, joyful light in the middle of everything that was going on. Like the, the I think it's like four episodes in a row, the, the finale of season two when they're in his home dimension. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite arcs of the entire show. Oh. And uh, I, I do feel like in hindsight, I don't feel like a lot of people talk about Lorne enough, which yeah. surprises me because I feel like he's such a big anchor of the show. Um, and it's, the ending of the show where he ends up, it's very tragic and makes it me is. sad, but I'm, I'm glad that it kind of got turned around a little bit with the comics. Although your mileage may vary on those, whether or not, you know, <laughs> which ones you like or which ones you don't like, but yeah, I don't know. Lauren is, <sighs> I don't know. Like, I, I agree. I wanted to grow up and be Lauren. I, I think <laughs> for, for me growing up, being gay, it was always very hard for me to be myself and to, I was always afraid of, you know, don't be too flamboyant or anything like right. that. And I think I always identified with him because not only did he not give a fuck, but it was just part of his character. Like that's why he left the home dimension for music yeah. and everything like that. So he's one of my favorites. Also, when he tells Lila that, what does he call her? A walking infection and says he's going to smack her down. Oh my God. <laughs> one of the best. Lila, by the way, sidebar is one of my favorite angel characters. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I literally am like excited that I will get to more of her now this season because I'm like, I want to have her on this podcast. Cause like, <laughs> I really do feel like she, she's very much an, un- like people talk about Lindsay a lot because like him and angel definitely, he definitely wanted to fuck angel. Like that couldn't be any more apparent. But I do, I think Lila, like, is such a good, like, I, I don't even know what, because she's not the antagonist. She's not, like, an anti-hero, because she's not really a hero, but, like, <laughs> she's not a full villain, right? Like, she's, like, a human who is not a good person, but you enjoy watching, right? She's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she she has a couple of, like, really great moments. Like, in Billy, she has a phenomenal yeah. moment with her yes. and, and Cordy, you know, when they have that talk and then the ending. But also she has a line where she's here like, I had to be tougher, more conniving, whatever, than all the other men in this firm. And you really feel for her on yeah. that. And the scene with her and Wesley in the, you know, contracts cabinet where she says, you know, flames wouldn't be eternal if they actually consumed something, but it means something that you tried yeah. to Wesley. Like the way Stephanie, what's her last name, Romano? Romanoff, the actress's yeah. name. Um, the way she delivered it and the way, you know, 
Alexis played that scene. It was gorgeous. There's so much. I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> Angel. <laughs> um, Hammy, what do you think of Lila? I'm, I'm curious. Or Lorne. Yeah, uh, Lila is definitely one of those standout characters for me in a way that she just felt grounded, where in shows like this, a lot of that will escape. Mm -hmm. Uh, the show. Whereas Lauren, I love him for the exact opposite reason. It was one of those (laughs) things where when I was doing my rewatch, uh, I would be doing work at the same time. And -hmm. it was like Lauren was always that thing that snapped me out of it. I'd hear his voice and I'd look up to the screen and be like, oh, let's see what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was one of the, the standouts. And I can understand why people are excited to hear us talk about him because I think everyone... Like you, Ian, I don't think maybe loved him right away, but became like a cult fan favorite mm-hmm. later yeah. on. Yeah. Nicholas, what do you think of Harmony? Did I already ask you this? Did I ask you this? I feel like I didn't. I feel like we missed you when we're talking about Harmony. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I love Harmony. I, I didn't care for Harmony at first. I think she sort of started to find her footing in season four of Buffy. Um, I love her in season five, though, but... Her two solo episodes of Angel are two of my, maybe not like top 10 favorites, but they're, they're standout episodes for me. Um, yeah. I, Mercedes McNabb, I've loved her since Adam's family. <laughs> and she, th- what she brings to the role is so unique. And there's just this, I don't even know how to really describe it. She's just, she has fun with every single yeah. line that she utters and you feel it through the screen and from, you know, you have something sort of serious, like, uh, you know, when she's talking with Cordelia about certain things on, on an angel, but then you have, like, I always go back to her slow motion fight with Xander. (laughs) And I just love that. She's kind of able to play both sides of it. She can be really serious when she needs to be. And then she could be goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something about Mercedes McNabb? Because you mentioned Adam's family. Yeah. She was also the first actress to play Sue Storm in that unreleased Fantastic Four movie from the 90s. She played young Sue Storm. And she was, I, if I remember correctly, she was the first Sue <gasps> to like grace the, like, the, the silver screen because they had a flashback of them as kids. So, oh my God. Harmony. I wait. I love that because Day Spring. When you said that, I was like, "No, I had that bootlegged VHS. That yes, was not her." But you got Midtown. <laughs> yes. No, I think I got it at a Comic Con because I lived yeah. down here in Jersey. But like, I remember being like so excited to get that like bootlegged VHS, and boy, did that movie suck! <laughs> oh, it was terrible. But Mercedes McNabb, Susan Storm. There you See, go. Also, Dayspring will bring all of the fun Marvel facts because you host um, <laughs> a Marvel podcast. <laughs> um, I am curious what everyone thinks of the love triangle between Fred, Gunn, and Wesley, because I will say I never liked the that love triangle, but I'm curious Ugh. how I'll feel going through it this time. Ugh, that's what I'll say. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time that she called him Charles... It drives me nuts. I can't. Oh my god! I was so I was so happy when that ended, and then I was so pissed that we never really got like more than like two episodes with Wesley and Fred just being together. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that was the one sort of relationship throughout the show that I was not on board for. I I agree with you, Nick. I we finally get Wesley and Fred together, and then she's dead halfway through the episode you know <laughs> but i i never really mind gun and fred but i always took it as an understanding it was a temporary relationship that the road was to wesley and fred eventually so 
I'm indifferent to it. Maybe I'll feel different watching it unfold. Yeah. Again, but neither here nor there for me. I will say Amy Acker is an incredible actress and you can like you see it in dollhouse like all the every time she pops up she sells it yeah the fact that she cannot sell that relationship (laughs) uh i was just like what okay if she can't make it work let's just give up right oh my god (laughs) i was so relieved Um, to church other nick because i agree with you she was so when i was watching dollhouse i was like why isn't amy acker playing echo yes because she her reign no no shape to eliza but no, like Amy Acker has a range. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm convinced that we are in fact the same person. And Amy, <laughs> I look forward to um, your Dollhouse podcast. That's <laughs> Dollhouse with the two Nicks. I, this, I is Dayspring that's, that's, this is Dayspring that's agreeing with you this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dayspring who's agreeing with you. It's okay. We're going to get to know each other. But I still You're getting your twinks the- mixed up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I li- literally was listening to a Dollhouse theme on my dog this morning. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Um, mind meld, meld, best friends, and this is an Amy Acker fan club. <laughs> Hammy, what do you think of the love triangle? It didn't hit me as uh, bad necessarily. Like my review wouldn't be ugh, um, <laughs> but I do agree that like it felt forced in a way that not even Amy could fix. Like it it never sat on my shoulders as something that I hated, but it did feel as though it didn't need to exist. If that makes any sense. Yeah, No, it does. And I, I actually will say I didn't even care about, it wasn't just her and gun. I didn't really care about her and Wesley until season five, which of (laughs) course is a terrible season to start caring about their relationship. Um, But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I I think a lot of times with Gunn and sometimes with Wesley too, they didn't quite know what to do, which is a yeah. shame because we had, I had J.R. Richards on the podcast. He is the nicest. Um, he came on after he came out and he was like talking about coming out and how he, he told the sweetest story of how at Comic-Con at the Angel 20th anniversary panel that they all went out to dinner afterwards and that's when he came out to them. And I wow. thought it was like, right? Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and I remember him specifically saying that he was so bummed that Charisma couldn't make dinner, so he had to come out to her separately. And I was like, well, that makes sense, because she would be the one. And he was like, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> like, she would be the one that's like, great, let's go to a gay bar. <laughs> Charisma's like, let's go to boxers right now. <laughs> and, like, everyone just lets out an audible gasp as Charisma walks in. <laughs> Seriously, I I did a Insta live with her and I asked her about like, does it get tired with a bunch of gay men like calling you queen and mother? And she was like, no. <laughs> Ian, I, I think I told you this story before, but it's just it's given what we're talking about. It's I met Charisma. I've met her a few times, but the first time I met her, it was like 10 years ago. And we were it was at like Wizard World Chicago. And I was there with an ex-boyfriend. And I go up and I'm, I'm like shaking because I'm freaking out being able to meet her. And she's like, oh, who's this that you're with? And I was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. But enough about him. Like, let's talk about me. And she's like, are you guys really together? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, prove it. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, give him a kiss. So I like give him a peck on the lips. And she's like, no, really, give him a kiss. And I'm like, Cordelia is telling me to make out in front of her with my boyfriend. This is amazing. So I did that. And she's like, yep, that's what I wanted. And then she signs my picture. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, I got hazed by Cordy. Uh, the dream. 
I don't know. Does anyone else have anything they wanted to uh, bring to the group before I let everyone go? <laughs> well, I don't know if this is gonna Uh-oh. this is gonna get me, you know, some hate. But uh, when I was watching the show live in my younger years, I actually didn't like Fred until she died. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> like at all? Like the character just? But I just felt like she was boring. I felt like there wasn't like I didn't understand why everybody was so protective of her. Like she really bothered me. I, I don't know what it was, and and I hope that maybe you know, as a as a more mature person i will come to understand but (laughs) no angela i mean listen that's really fair because fred comes in you know like halfway through angel and we're you know she's given so much weight and importance and you're kind of like well who is this it it's when you see her full story kind of play out that do you really appreciate i I, i'm with you on that when she turned into illyria yeah i became obsessed with fred that's when i was like all right i'm with it yeah (laughs) i love her bde like in season five, yes. like she, like Fred fully embraces herself with her Dixie chicks poster in her lab <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Like it, it's just gorgeous. I, you know, I actually, Nick G, I'm curious what you said, what you think. About oh, that. I was say, I, in all fairness, um, she is badass, but it does take her a while to get there because when they first introduce her, they kind of give her the like stammering, like I'm just a tiny girl in a yes. big city. Yes, you no, know I'm a genius, but like I don't know what I'm doing. So like, I think that's fair to be yeah. like, eh, not on board with Fred right, right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. So I well before before I chime in with my agreeable hot take, Hammy, what do you think of Fred? <laughs> so it's funny because I feel similar to Angela. I wasn't like a huge. Fred's Dan and it was extra difficult for me because not only was the show putting a lot of importance on her that I didn't recognize I watched this show late and everyone in the world had put a lot of importance on her <laughs> yes. so I had friends being like oh my god you're gonna love Fred oh just wait and watch the show you're gonna love Fred so I was sitting there like this is gonna be incredible I love Amy Acker Fred's gonna like blow my socks off and I was like what is happening <laughs> and I was like she's great she's she's fine but I didn't understand why everyone was obsessed with her until I realized why everyone was obsessed with her. Right. That's and fair. Yeah. So I, I came in and I was like, okay, Fred is fine, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> by the end of the season, same, like, obviously she's a badass. <laughs> uh, and Amy Acker probably got so much work afterwards when they saw that she could do the Illyria range. Actually, yeah. in fact, she, she did Huntress on justice league unlimited and it's the Illyria voice. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone was just so impressed with that range. And what is, what's the show that she did that other show? That's that meme. And I, I only recently learned what show that meme is from. Cause I thought it was alias, but it's not where it's like, she's aiming a gun at someone who's aiming a gun at her. Who's then there's a guy in like a sniper gun, Amy. And it's like me, me, me. Like there's that me. You know what I'm talking oh, about? I didn't know that. They're like sitting no. in a church. Is it the superhero show that she's on? No, it's like, it's just people with guns. I think maybe it's a superhero. I don't fucking know. Nicholas, she was in the gifted. What is your, uh, oh yeah, she was. What is your Fred take? I love Fred, but I do think that I like her. I like her a lot in the beginning. I do as much as I love the, the episode of Billy. I like, they do often make her sort of the damsel in distress. And I don't like when they do that because there's obviously so much more to the character and she has such a strength to her, but up until the point where she starts dating Gun, I feel like that entire chunk of episodes, she's it's like she's in a waiting room. 
And it isn't until they break up and like Angel goes missing and then they have to uh, like she tases Connor. That's when she yes. sort of starts to get some agency back to her. Yeah. And um, I've been watching like a lot of reactions lately and a lot of people are on season four of Angel and Ooh. it's they just got into the like the Jasmine just showed up and like with the magic bullet and everything where basically she's the one that ultimately sort of saves the day because she figures out, you know, how to break yeah. the the enchantment and everything like that. And it's just one of my favorite moments with her. I mean, I do feel like in season five, though, <laughs> they they made her even more smart smarter than she was in the previous seasons. I mean, she was always a genius, but like she's like figuring out like how to like break time and all of that stuff. But she's um, like Reed Richards in season five. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, I I love Amy Acker. I loved her on Dollhouse and uh, there's just such a strength that she brings to the character. And I I don't know. I just love her. Yeah. It's, I am very surprised to hear all of you say this because I will say I was, I like, the other night, I've been thinking about Angel a lot because, duh. Um, And I was, like, stoned. And I was like, I wonder what everyone thinks about Fred. Because I didn't like her that much at first. Like, I thought, (laughs) like, I, and I, like, feel like I can hear people, like, unsubscribing from the podcast. (laughs) As we all say this. Because I know Fred is, like, so beloved. And, again, to repeat what everyone said, Amy Acker is a fantastic actor. Like, she, the fact that she can sell us on Fred and Illyria, that's some range. And she's great. It's just they didn't give her enough to do. And I don't, like you said, Nick G, I didn't love that she was just like, I'm a scared lady. Ooh, it felt yes. a little like some form of like nerdy manic pixie dream girl. Cause it's like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's like super smart, but also she needs to be saved. And it's like, I don't know. Like, didn't always land for me, but I do love her. Like, I love her. And then like, especially by season five, it was like, oh no, I love this character. And I did kind of like the weird, super smart scientist inventor person they made her into in five. I guess it's like, what is it four or three when she invents the weapon that's like an axe on a pulley? I think. I think it's season three because it's the episode where the parents right. come to visit with all the, right. the like the giant bugs. Right. <laughs> and it's just weird going from that inventing that thing that's like wood and an axe to like, like you said, like breaking time. <laughs> um. But all right, so yeah, does anyone, is there anything else anyone would like to talk about before I let everyone go? Um, I'm uh, just going to put a plug in now um, just to like get an early reservation. I regret that season two does not feature Laurel Holloman, um, better known as Tina from The L Word. That's a season three thing. So, Ian, um, please work your magic and request me for uh, famous queer people uh, who are in Angel. Let me do like a spinoff series. <laughs> Great. I will. I, I appreciate that both Nick's uh, early on told me how much they love um, Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? So they're both on for that episode. So if there's an episode oh, any of y'all yeah. love, just like let me know. Um, well, thank you all for doing this. This was like a quick, easy, short recording. Um don't get used to that. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. I'm really excited to get into Angel Season 2. Uh, if you like Slayerfest 98, you can find us on all podcasting platforms like Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get them. And if you want to support us, uh, we are revamping our Patreon, which should be, at this point when this episode's coming out, already revamped. And uh, any and all support is much appreciated. You get access to a lot of bonus content, a lot of bonus episodes, 
Zoom calls and watch alarms and stuff like that. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at SlayerFestX98 on all social media platforms. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Ian X Carlos. Nick G, where can everyone find you? Um, I'm kind of stalking on the internet, but uh, you can find me on, uh, I guess, Twitter, if anyone goes there, at Coco DeVoe, C-O-C-O-D-E-V-A-U-X. Uh, but it's pretty quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> and Hammy, where can everyone find you? You can find my cosplay work at michael.ham.cosplay, and you can find my regular stuff at hammy73 on Instagram, and my Twitter is onlyham73, but I don't really recommend that <laughs> very much. <laughs> hey, you retweet Slayerfest sometimes over there. <laughs> oh yeah, follow me on Twitter so you can see the retweets of Slayerfest. <laughs> Don't uh, follow Nick- Slayerfest. Follow me so you can see the retweets <laughs> yeah. of Slayerfest. Yeah. Nicholas, where can everyone find you and your channel? Um, you can find my channel on YouTube. It's Nick Says Boo. And if you want to see what I'm doing outside of that, you can catch up with me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Nick Says Boo. And then if you want more content similar to the YouTube stuff, you can check out my Patreon, also at Nick Says Boo. You got the branding down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dayspring, where can everyone find you and your podcast? Your other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My other podcast. Yeah, we're at Power of X-Men on Instagram. And basically, I just regram Hammy the entire time. <laughs> hey, don't follow me. Follow Power of X to get the regrams of my content. I, no, we, we were in Toronto recently together and I was posting videos with Hammy and the amount of hearts that came in, I was like, I never get this kind of reaction. Oh, listen, they were all so, from me because I was so jealous. <laughs> but um, no, check out our podcast. We're on, we're on YouTube as well. We had Emma Dumont, who was Blars from The Gifted. We've had, we're going to have Stephen Gordon, who is the creator of X-Men Evolution, and we're going to announce our Comic-Con panels, hopefully in the next coming weeks, and we're pretty excited for those. Uh, Angela, where can everyone find you? Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Angela MFN Rockstar. <laughs> Uh, which also has my link tree, but you can also follow me on TikTok at Angela Rockstar and uh, Twitter. We're still we're still hanging out on Twitter, so <laughs> I'm there too at MRS underscore a Rockstar. And uh, don't follow my YouTube. That I need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you all for doing this. I'm very excited to get into Angel with all of you. Bye. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.